Alpha, you know what I need. Teenagers with attitude. That's correct, Alpha. Teenagers with attitude. What's up, bro? Teenagers with Attitude, the show where a bunch of grown adults sit around and talk about teenagers in tightly colored clothing fighting monsters and wrestle with their inner morality and try to figure out if subconsciously they seriously injured a friend. You know, Power Ranger shit. (laughs) Um, I'm Zach, and joining me this week, we've got Mike. Hi, I'm I'm playing Fall Guys right now, and I'm dressed like Sonic the Hedgehog. Great. He's he's a, he's a little wobbly orb version of Sonic that has no nose or mouth. It's like it's like a, and it's a goofy physics game. So it's like I'm playing the world's most expensive and elaborate like shit post Sonic fan game. San, they should have called the skin Sonic. Honestly, I think that would have. I feel like that's been. a little little too memey. Just just <laughs> just over the line. Fair enough. Uh, we also have Fabby. I was gonna say oh. I remember what I was gonna say. What I was gonna say is we actually ha- we also have like actual wrestling in this episode. I got like taken aback because Ashley at one point just starts doing moves. I wrote them down for when we get there, but I was really upset. I couldn't find like who the suit like. There's no credits for who the suit actors are at the end of each episode. So I was wondering like did was like Ashley suit actor like. A wrestler and knew some of the Piranatrons and they were also wrestlers because they know how to take the bumps correctly. Um, so we'll get to yeah, that. They, they've done that. They do that like every once in a while. Somebody will do a wrestling move out of nowhere and you're like, wait, what? I was just <laughs> okay. surprised because this is three different Piranatrons with a sequence of around six continuous wrestling moves. One feeds into the other, into the other, into the other, into the other. Uh, so I was like, oh, no, Weird. this is a sequence. This is a wrestling sequence. That was some chain um, wrestling. Yeah, oh, yeah, it was really good. Uh, yes, also, exactly. Isn't Sanic in the movie? Isn't Sanic in the movie? I didn't watch the yeah, movie. Yeah, Sanic's in the movie. So if it's, it's, it's a quick movie, gag because there's like the crazy guy who like yeah. can see Sonic. He draws a sketch. Oh, I forgot that they made a Sanic joke in the Sonic movie. I yeah, forgot was, they did yeah, that. Yeah, he was like Crazy Carl, I think was the name of the character. Yeah. Huh. Hey, they remember when that. we did a bonus episode on that this year? Yeah, the fact that no. the Sonic the Hedgehog movie came out this year, and in fact, 
was the last movie I saw. The last in movie the movie ever, theater. really. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's still weird. Um, anyway, can, uh, I also need to introduce our guest. Uh, we've got Greg on. By God, that fish man has a family. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> He's got a fish God man. is my witness. He is broken and splash. Oh, jeez. Never make do we wrestling have to... references again. Um, <laughs> do we have to do that's a, like the uh, one line I know? I'm sorry. <laughs> You're fine. God is my witness. You're he is fine. broken in half. Oh, JR. The weird thing about that is that uh, I feel like that's going to be probably in that, in JR's accent, mm-hmm. is going to be the most recognized wrestling thing, and he hasn't mm-hmm. been there in like a decade. But oh, he's he, been, he works he's again. Been, uh, yeah, he's been, he was in New Japan for a while. Uh, Victor, please don't correct me. It's been a while. But he was in New Japan for a while, and then I believe he came over to all elite wrestling when that started i haven't kept up with oh, that okay. though he's still but there I, I think he's still calling matches maybe yep, not as frequent okay. but for a while he was like calling day in day out he'll keep calling yep. matches until the day he dies and then keep yeah. going for the while the only longer. reason he stopped now this is a wrestling podcast now the only reason he stopped was because ben thought he was too old and then proceeded to have jerry the king lawler there uh sex pest uh, up until Jerry is like what ninety, and he's still commenting. Mm, yeah, Jerry Lawler has been dead for five years. I don't know if you know Jerry that. Jerry Lawler is a sex pest <laughs> and a piece of shit. Yeah, yes. he sucks, and yeah. also he's being uh my we or weekend at Bernie did <laughs> <laughs> by Michael Cole. I don't even know who's haven't watched wrestling in so long. I'm so glad I'm out. Honestly, baseball way more healthier. You never find <laughs> out that like one of the the pieces of data was that was like a sex creep or a racist. Like it's it's yeah, so much right. safer. It's, listen, like that was my approach to to video game championship wrestling back when that was mm-hmm. a thing. If I'm gonna watch pretend sports, I at least want Waluigi to be in it. Listen. <laughs> There's a lot of Waluigi's in baseball. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> There's a whole team of Waluigi's. They're called the Boston Flowers. Uh, anyway. Okay. Or the San Francisco Lovers. Is Waluigi more of a lover or a flower? Both, really. Uh, mm. He is a lover who uses flowers. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he He's poses both. with a rose between his teeth and all that jazz. Uh, so, Greg. Yes. I have a question for you because it's been a while since you've been on the podcast. Oh my god, I completely forgot this is coming. <laughs> How long have you known us? <laughs> I know, but I, it, it just slipped my mind. Have any Power Rangers related things happened to you since the last time you were on the show? No. Good. That's the correct answer. <laughs> People fuck up and say yes. That's the problem. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm sitting here trying to think, and I can't think of anything. When, when Zach asks people that, it's like the fucking riddle with the two brothers, and one lies and one tells the truth. Mm. It's like there is a, there's a correct answer here, and the wrong answer will curse you for all of time. <laughs> the bit is that. It's a stupid question because whose normal life presents them with like Power Ranger shit just in the course of their day to day? When I was a guest, I would go out of my way to have something Power Rangers related happen to me just because I knew it upset it certain co hosts. And I was like, no, we're making this happen. <laughs> 
But then you well, fell into then, the curse, uh, and now you're part mm-hmm. of the crew. Part of the ship, part of the crew. Welcome, Davy Jones. <laughs> right. See, now that said, yeah. boy, you sure did just reference the sequels to Pirates of the Caribbean. You bet oh, your fine, ass I, I did. I mean, listen, it's uh, on brand for the podcast. There's a giant woman in it. Like, It's on brand for you because you always like have a deep knowledge of things like right off to the side of shit that people love, which is always fun. Hold on, hold on. Elaborate. Elaborate on that, Zach. Well, I just mean, like, whenever you bring up a TV show or, or like, a a video game from your childhood, it, it, for some reason, it always seems like it's, like, yeah, I I loved, you know, uh, Biker Mice from Mars. No, not Ninja Turtles, the one that everyone watched. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway, my point is, I don't remember. What was I saying? Oh, right. Greg, no Power Rangers related things happen to you. That's fine. Yeah. But uh, Transformers things. Yes, there have been Transformers happened. things that have happened. A trailer dropped. Oh, wait. Trailer to what? Oh, is this the next season? Mm-hmm. Cool. So so they're doing... So if you haven't been listening to uh, War and Beast, which Greg uh, hosts and is back, uh, they're doing little, like, mini-seasons on Netflix. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. This uh, this past one was... Oh, my God. How do I... I think it was 10 episodes... Actually, no, it was probably less than 10 episodes. I'm blanking now. It's been a long day. Um, but yeah, we covered the, the first season, uh, of War for Cybertron Siege. The next season is Earthrise, which is the trailer came out. They didn't announce when it's going to be released. So we're presuming it's probably going to be early next year. And we, cool. and we know that there's supposed to be a third season based on the fact that there are toys for the third season coming out in February. <laughs> it's always fun when uh, it's a, a show that's heavily toyified because it's like we can guess at what is going to happen because oh, of what the toys yeah. are. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's some there's some spoilers. There's a toy I want that is coming out, but it is very spoiler heavy. So I love when toys are spoilers. That that shit is why like like Toku fans know everything about a season of Common Rider before it's even premiered mm-hmm. because like all yeah, the like toys Kamen are now so advanced yeah all that stuff yeah just way before mm-hmm. oh, my, my favorite thing and I think we've probably talked about this before because it's just so funny uh my favorite thing relating to that that's ever happened is when Iron Man two came out and they made a Lego set. That had like oh. the comic book Mandarin, uh, like costume character in it, and mm-hmm. he was just like in a car chasing Iron Man around, and that's super not what the movie was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, not they at did all. it as like a, a red herring type thing. I think is very funny. Um, Hot take: I still like the twist in that movie. No, yeah, I think it's great. I think people who get really mad about it are uh, are jerks. There you go. Ben Kingsley's good. That's a good place, right? Am I confusing actors again? Yeah, yeah. Ben yeah that's Kingsley, the guy that's yeah. playing the fake Mandarin, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's really fun. Well, cool. So so uh, that's cool, Greg. Yeah, check that out if you haven't listened to it yet. Um, it's cool that you guys were able to get back together. Yeah, uh, I heard it's it's fun, so I, I haven't watched it yet. There's too many things to watch, even in quarantine, mm-hmm. but I'm working on it. It's, it's If I can give a brief sort of plug for the show 
Sure. It's they take a combination of a lot of G1 stuff, like especially the aesthetic, like the looks of a lot of the Transformers, and they tie in a lot of the IDW comic uh, into it. It's, like it's not it's not a straight copy of storyline, but they take a lot of stuff, like a lot of liberties from the comics for it. Greg, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Is Thundercracker in it? Yes. Okay. Ooh. I should tell my girlfriend who likes Thundercracker. She's probably already seen it, but I'll let her know. The, <laughs> if I remember, because the, they refer to them as the Seekers, uh, mm-hmm. the Seekers are in it. Thundercracker is one. No dog. He doesn't have his dog. His, like, no. human-sized dog he has in the comics. No, this is all on Cybertron, so there's yeah. there's no Earth stuff yet. Um, my my girlfriend Marie pitched me on Thundercracker, as in he's a big robot who has a human sized dog and tries yeah. to get people to read his screenplay. And I was like, yes. oh, I love this boy. I'm trying to remember because there is. I don't want to get too spoiler spoilery with no, it for you. You're fine. You're fine. I w- it was just a small question. Yeah, but but if I remember correctly, Thundercracker is in there as a seeker. There you go. Cool. So, yeah, uh, check that out. And I guess I don't really have any new Power Rangers news this week. Um, I mean, listen, we don't need any. We know where this is going. Well, actually, Zach, I don't know if you know where this is going. You haven't been here. Wait, what? Uh, no, what's happening? Eric, play the music. Fabby's Blazeball Bonanza. Alright, Fabby, since Zach's in the host chair, I'm not gonna bother timing you. Let him suffer. Zach, would you like to time me for my five allotted minutes of Blazeball talk? Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> sure, hey, A I lot happened that. this week, apparently, so I, 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 I think okay. you should give her ten. So... Uh, I mean, you can you just want to me- play more uh, Fall Guys, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I sure do. Let's do five. Uh, Let's do five, and then if Zach has questions, we can do the questions after the five. I'm going to give you five, mm-hmm. and then if if you've left me at a cliffhanger, yeah. we'll we'll keep I'm going. I'm going to try to hit everything in five. Bear in mind, Zach, that that Fabby has had people send baseball bla- questions to yeah. the official Twitter. I don't know if you've been getting them. <laughs> I, I, I have a list them, yeah. of questions. Okay, thank you, Zach. <laughs> Uh, we if I if for some reason I think we we can save those questions for either when the show comes super short or for some reason I don't use all my five minutes. But please keep sending those questions. Um, let me know when when my when you're ready to tell, to give me my five minutes. Okay, here we go. Uh, go ahead. Okay, so the first thing that happened is the finals were the crabs against the shoe teams, the same finals as last year, but this time the crabs win. And the moment the crabs win, if y'all remember last week, the peanut with the hall monitors, which were a team of baseball players who had been trapped inside. No, I'm sorry, the peanut with the shelled ones, which were a, a group of baseball players who were trapped inside of peanuts. Uh, by the way, Sag, the peanut is one of the baseball gods. Um, 
the peanut came back to do that RPG fight again, but this time the hall monitor showed up with a giant squid, which is another god, uh, in a group of dead players, uh, known as the hall monitors. It was a really fun, weird RPG fight. Uh, the hall monitors won. Uh, the peanut got defeated. The Age of Discipline and Blazeball is over. Uh, we are into the new age of peace and prosperity. Everyone's scared. Um, <laughs> the, the other big thing that happened because of the finale is that the crabs won, which means the crabs have won three times. Based on the forbidden book that we opened on season one, uh, if a team wins three times, they will ascend. And uh, we found out what ascension means. The crabs are no longer, the Baltimore crabs are no longer a team in Blazewall. They have ascended. All their players are no longer in Blazewall, uh, with one minor exception. Uh, they, they're, they're out. No one knows what exactly Ascension mean. There are theories that they went back to the real world, that they left hell. It sounds like they went to heaven to yeah. me. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but they're gone. We have a new team, the Tokyo Lift, which I, I have fingers crossed that fans are not terrible. There's already been a couple fans being kind of racist. Uh, Fingers crossed the fans are not terrible about a Japanese team. Because that's pretty cool. They're all about, like, getting swole and doing lifts and stuff. Um, now, hold on. I I saw an out-of-context tweet mm-hmm. uh, about how the Baltimore Crabs, wherever they are, are fighting somebody. I mean, that's a fan theory. Because they're 0-1 against God knows what. Oh, yeah, that. So, every day that happens, the Baltimore Crabs get... Uh, get a different score. I think the score goes up every day that they that the season has gone up. No one knows what that means. <laughs> I'm just going to interject for a minute because I'm actually really interested in learning more about Blazeball because I haven't sure. really followed it. How are we doing in time, Listen- I just want to know. But, but listening to it, I'm sitting here, I've got my water ball in my hand, and it's like the meme of somebody trying to do arithmetic, trying to keep track of everything that's going on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> three I, minutes in. Okay. Yeah, keep going. I, I play it up a little bit, but Blazeball is actually pretty simple, and there's a lot of resources, and the Discord will really help. If you want to get into it, it's fun, it's easy. Two things that I want to hit is that um, the moon is gone. When the bl- crabs ascended, the moon left. The moon got <laughs> swallowed by, by a black hole. Wait, so is this like Dragon Ball? What? Well, I mean, Mike, there are Dragon Balls, but those are unrelated <laughs> to this. This is not a joke. Dragon Balls exist. You, they they appear every time an interesting score happens. The first time a game ended with a negative score, there was a Dragon Ball. And stuff like that. The first time someone did like uh, a fifth, uh, uh, like fifth Grand Slam or so, or a Grand Slam with four full bases. Because last season there were four bases in baseball. Uh, that happened. I want to hit the black hole and the sun too. There are two new weathers because the sun and the moon are gone. There's sun too, which means that if if there's a baseball match and any te- either team that gets to 10, 10 runs, 
they uh, automatically have zero runs. But if it's Sun 2, they have one more victory in their, like, record. So let's say that <laughs> the, the Wings score 10 against the Tigers, who are at 6. Then suddenly their record is Wings 0, Tiger 6. But in the, like, season record, the Wings suddenly have an extra victory. Uh, the other, the opposite of that is black hole. If a team scores 10, their opponent loses a victory. Um, so we, we're still going through that. And the last two things I want to hit is that they're, the new blessings are the tarot and they don't normally they say what each blessing does if you vote for it. This time there's just the tarot and it's just there. And each uh, team is guaranteed only one blessing. How am I doing okay, in time? You, uh, you, you're actually perfect. That was five minutes. Boom. Incredibly well done. I'm really um, regretting not having my webcam hooked up for that entire discussion right now. I mean, you did choke during that, which was yeah. pretty great. So I'm sorry. I couldn't stop. I, I, need, I, I couldn't stop to make sure you were okay. I needed every second of those five minutes. I, I completely understand. I I I mm-hmm. I don't really have anything to say other than that I was on the last time I was on was the first time you talked about mm-hmm. Blaze Ball, and I remember being like, "Well, it sounds like there's a bunch of silly lore, but it's not actually that complicated." And I take that back. I don't understand anything. So the way that I've been saying is, imagine if you joined an MMO right now. And there's been 10 patches, but you can't, you have to start at the current patch. There's been 10 patches (laughs) that have changed how the game works fundamentally. That's kind of what has happened. Each season, they add a mechanic or change a mechanic. And now we're in season 10. So, like, that's why, that's why it feels like that. But it's, once you start playing it, you kind of get the rhythm. From a game design perspective, mm-hmm. I wonder if they'll have to have reset points or, or if, cause yeah, I feel like at some point it'll be like, well, new player, new people just can't understand this. I don't so, know because the community is really good and they're very good yeah. at like pushing people like, Hey, go check up the, the discord and we have newbie channels. And so well, I. Yeah. Yeah, and this is I like it's it's Patreon. totally possible to come in late yeah. to a complicated thing. Yeah. Like just using the sports analogy, like I I feel like a lot of us just kind of grow up with it, so it's it's easy to get now. But like mm-hmm. if you had never heard of it before, trying to explain to someone how American football works mm-hmm. is fucking madness. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I guess what I will say is like it's still just like a weird mutant baseball. So like it. Like when you're, if you don't watch football and you start watching it, you, you don't know, like, there's a ton of shit you mm-hmm. don't know, but you still know that, like, you want to get the ball over there. Yeah. If you start yeah. playing yeah. this right now, you'd be like, oh, this is baseball. And then the team would score 10 runs and you'd be like, wait, what the fuck just happened? Uh, but then after right. the second time that happens, you'd be like, oh, okay. And it says right there, like, it scores 10 or whatever. Um, so after the second time, what happened? You'd be like, oh yeah, when the weather says sun two, this happens. And when the weather says black hole, this happens. I get it. <laughs> I just, Great, I just perfect. love that one of the weather options is sun two, mm-hmm. 
the sequel to the hit Celestial Body Sun. Yes, yeah, Sun Two, <laughs> the sequel to Sun. The sequels. Okay, you know what, Fabi, you're, you're gonna have to send me a link at some point, whether it be on Twitter or on here or the or Slack or Discord. Could you, you had me at the moon is gone. So I, I want to I want to find out how this happened. It, it, it's uh, there are a lot of videos and stuff, but like if you want to just start playing, you just go blazewell.com and that's it. Uh, the one thing I did want to mention that I find interesting, not from like a baseball perspective, but from like a game design and like games perspective, is that this is a Patreon game. You, it doesn't cost anything to play, and their main source of income is people sponsoring seasons or or people pledging money under under Patreon. And the only thing you get, really, if you pledge money on your Patreon, is that you get to put a name into the random name generator they use for players. So it's not like That's your really team just- gets good or anything. It's just like, oh, yeah, you want to put a name in here? And we might use it. Yeah, it's really more just a tip tip system yeah. type thing. But that's cool. Yeah. All right, well... That's Blazeball Corner for the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, let us move on to Power Rangers Turbo Episode 37, The Accident. Um, and as I sort of said early, this is a weird episode of Power Rangers. I was, um, I was messaging you guys when I was watching this just right from the get-go. <laughs> Sorry, what was that? What episode Abby? number is this again? No, you just said. 37. Cool. Did you watch there the you correct are. episode? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, perfect. Uh, so we open on Carlos at school, um, and he is uh, going to talk to uh, his coach, soccer coach. There's another kid there uh, whose name is, Bl- is it Blake? Owen. Owen. Owen, man, not even close. Not not um, even in the ballpark. The Blaze <laughs> ballpark. Uh, or their soccer pitch. Yeah. So they, these two, of this is kind of a classic Power Rangers thing where we meet a character who is apparently like one of the protagonists, like lifelong friends. Mm-hmm. We've never seen them before. We'll never see them again. It's classic Power Rangers they stuff. They grew up together. They They've been, you know. They've known each other all their lives, and we'll never see been them playing again. soccer together for yeah, ever. since second grade. They are. They appear to be sort of Pokemon rivals. Like they're friendly, but uh, but rivals for sure. They are both in contention. Well, actually, I, you you don't know this yet. They're just both there to talk to the soccer coach. Um, coach shows up. And uh, he basically tells them, hey, uh, just so you guys know, I'm appointing a new captain this week, uh, and it's going to be one of you two, but I haven't decided which one yet. Um, this so is he, thing- he brings up the specific flaws that each of them has. Uh, Owen's thing is that he's got poor sportsmanship, mm-hmm. which is going to come into play, oh, and we yeah. will get to it. Uh, and there's Carlos, who just misses practice a lot. Which is, it's very funny that, like, he says that, and it never really comes back up again, but 
I would assume it has to be because he's a Power Ranger, right? Well, like that's what I would have thought. Except Carlos has a line letter where he's like, "Yeah, I guess I should try to show up for practice more." And it's so he, I guess he's he's just blowing off practice. Is yeah, thing. is he just taking naps? Like <laughs> Car- Carlos has the Allen Iverson view of practice. I was gonna bring that up. Yeah, I was gonna say that specifically. Yeah. It's like, listen, I'm already as good as I could possibly be. I don't need to show up. Fuck all y'all. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm fucking Carlos, goddammit. I'm Carlos, last name without. Uh, <laughs> but, but so uh, they, um, yeah, he, he says, you, you know, you both could be better, uh, but you're still the best two on the team. So if you want the position, you know, work harder uh, and I'll appoint the person this week. Uh, they, he goes into his office and they kind of look at each other and then we cut over to, uh, Carlos talking to, again, will never stop being weird to me. His best friend, Justin, the small boy. Uh, I mean, we've talked about this over the last few episodes, uh, uh, while you were gone, Zach, uh, we've come to the conclusion that Justin and Carlos actually have an incredibly realistic and enjoyable big brother, little brother energy. Yeah. It's cute. It, it, I, I think their relationship works. I, I am teasing about it, but like, I actually think it's the only. To be honest, it's probably just because the rest of the Rangers haven't gotten that much like time together. But yeah, if if you were like name me a relationship between the Turbo Rangers, I'd be like Carlos and Justin. Yeah. They're buds. Well, I mean, like, um, there's still there's still a bit of that weirdness in a lot of the other relationships. Like, whenever TJ and Justin are studying together or talking about homework together, that shit feels weird because TJ is literally twice Justin's size. But, like, Carlos and Justin are right. hanging out. Like, yeah, it just feels like, yeah, this is my this is my kid brother. I, I adopted him because his dad is in space <laughs> or something. Uh, it does feel it, – it, it also does make sense because they both play soccer, but they would be in, like, different – age groups so it, it makes sense that like yeah we're going to the soccer field and then you're gonna go over there and i'm gonna be over here like that stuff makes sense i guess um so he says to justin i've been playing soccer with owen since i was 10 uh and i feel weird competing against him uh and justin's like uh i think owen's uh fine with it and uh anyway we cut over to the rest of the team, Carlos goes over to play with them and we see a little bit of soccer. And, uh, I mean, there's not much to it. Basically what happens is, uh, Carlos does a slide tackle at Owen and (laughs) scores. And then we cut back over to Owen and Owen is on the ground. (laughs) Pulling a masterful world cup impression. Yeah. Like, so it's it's interesting because like so the plot is kind of that Carlos starts questioning whether he did it on purpose or not, which is well, I don't such think he's questioning thing. whether or not it's on purpose. He's he feels guilty about having like done it. Like he thinks that he hurt uh, mm-hmm. Owen, and right. he blames himself. Like even though it was an accident, he he blames himself for it and. Like, there's other players on the team who blame him for it. Yeah, like, he has two friends who are kind of assholes. Yes. Yeah, there's a bunch of people who are like, listen, if Carlos is, ends up being team captain, I fucking quit. I'm going to th- just, like, fuck this team. Like, I'm out. 
and like let, let's let's just say the twist right at the start because it flavors the entire episode to know how this ends. Yes. Uh, Owen is not faking the injury, but Owen is entirely aware that he just tripped mm. and hurt himself, and that Carlos is not at fault in the slightest. He's just throwing Carlos under the bus to be, to be a petty, fucking asshole. I guess. Yeah. Well, I think he. I will say I don't actually think it's to be petty. I think, uh, I th- well, trying to get into the psychology of a teenager, but I think uh, people like who are really pride themselves at at being good at something. Uh, a lot of times, you can't accept it's your fault, so you have to blame somebody else. I don't necessarily think he's like being petty. It's more he can't accept that he fucked up. Um, but I don't know, yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe I'm maybe I'm being uncharitable, but like I get the sense that like he realizes in this moment, well, I just fucking broke my leg. I'm not gonna be team captain, and if I'm not gonna be team captain, no one's gonna be team captain. Yeah. I'm gonna ru- <laughs> I'm gonna fucking ruin Carlos. God damn it! If I if I could do another wrestling analogy. It was me, Carlos. It was me all along. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's uh, he's orchestrating uh, sort of Carlos doubting himself, and he doesn't fess up about he's it. He's an asshole. The end. I don't know. Well, here's the thing: when he fesses up at the end, he fesses up to Carlos yeah. and no one else. Oh, that's true. He just lets the rest of the team think Carlos is an asshole. Um. But so I I wanted to bring this up real quick because I it could not get it out of my head while I was watching this episode. Uh, there's a book uh, that is on a lot of American students' uh, reading curriculum. It's called A Separate Piece. I don't know if anybody here read it, uh, but I had to in high school. And basically, it is about a bunch of kids at a prep school. And this one kid is super jealous of basically the most popular kid. And uh, he accidentally uh, breaks his leg when they're doing like climbing up a tree by jostling the branch. And essentially the entire book is him fighting with himself over whether he really did it on purpose and can't admit to him, admit it to himself. Uh, And it's a shitty book, but. Boy, I remember it because I had to write a bunch of papers on it. Anyway, the point is, I couldn't stop thinking about this, like, 200-page book about a moral quandary and how Power Rangers is is kind of doing that when normally the episode is like, I don't, I don't know, I uh, the evil rock band. Like, <laughs> it's just so weird to me that they decided to do this. Bottles um, in the grass. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, um, he, uh, so yeah, Owen's laying on the ground. He's, uh, freaking out, hurt. Uh, coach comes over and, uh, is like, okay, well, this looks pretty bad. You're going to have to go to the ER. Um, immediately there are two camps within the boys on the soccer team. Uh, some of them are saying, uh, that, Carlos did an illegal tackle and the other ones are like, nope, that didn't happen. Uh, he just fell. Uh, well, no, actually, I don't like, think anyone says he just fell, move. but they're like, no, he yeah. didn't. Hit, he didn't hit him. He yeah. hit the ball first is what they say. Right. Which is correct. And that's why it's not. There's two ways that it could have been an illegal move. One, if he went for the legs instead of the ball. 
and two, if his cleats had been up instead of down, neither of which happened. Okay. Yeah, that's the thing is they're not really – it kind of morphs and in, in, into and is implied to be about whether or not Carlos did it on purpose. Mm-hmm. But really the argument that they're having is just was mm-hmm. it a legal move or not? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's more that Diva Talk starts making making him doubt that, which is you know her fun thing for this week that he yeah. did it on purpose. But yeah, so they take uh, Owen off to the emergency room. We cut up to Diva Talks. Uh, my thought is okay, so Diva Talks is going to have a monster that involves soccer or you know confidence or breaking shins. You would nope. think. Yeah, you would think, think so, that, wouldn't cause, you? Because that's how fool. Power Rangers works. But that's instead, the monster of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking that, simpleton. You think you know Power Rangers, do you? That's true, Fabby. Yeah. There is no actual monster. I didn't think it's about that. That's a good point. Um, yeah, but but instead, what's happening is that uh, Porto is has made an evil Zord. I guess he could do this the whole time. <laughs> I mean, they, they've had, didn't. like, like yeah, four or five I, evil I, swords I this season, making, I think. I think making stuff, like, just general stuff, is what Poro does. Whether that be a sword, a monster, a bomb. Poro just makes stuff. Yeah. yeah. And he so is, is basically Porto like, a okay. better Finster? I mean, he... He definitely doesn't seem to have as rigid of like a structure in terms Finster, of how he works. Finster was an he, artist. He seems- Porter's just fucking doing a job, man. Yes. Yeah. He he he's just clocking True. in. He's like, you <laughs> okay. want a fucking mu- sure? I'll make you a fucking sword. I fucking guess. Okay, I I guess the the that that was a wrong phrase of the question. Is Por- is Porto a more effective Finster? Yeah, probably. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, yes and no, because like Porto, I feel like I, I feel like Porto cares more about actually trying to kill the Rangers. <laughs> like Porto's <laughs> trying to collect a paycheck, and so it is in his best interest to get the job done. Finster <laughs> was doing it for the love of the game. True. Yeah, Finster just liked making, making monsters, monsters that were like yeah. Yeah. he just he just loved making and creations and put them in the machine. But yeah, it was about it was about. About the art for Finster from Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so nice. Uh, so now hold at on. This point- uh, uh, what? Okay, okay. If we view if we view Porto as just collecting a paycheck and Finster as an artist, uh, where do what do we feel best sums up uh, Clank and Orbis's approach to monster making? They were just, I think. They were just like management. Yeah, I don't think because they weren't making <laughs> yeah. monsters. They were generals in an army, and and like they never like made. Maybe they made a robot or two, but it felt more like we're just we just we just work here, but also we're a military, so it's a little bit a little bit different. Uh, they were just following orders, man. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, like Clank was conscripted and yeah. Porto, yeah, Porto's like, contract. They were in an empire. Yeah. This is a fun. Uh, yeah, that's I agree. the difference between the robot empire and the sub- submarine crew is that they were an empire. This is just like a job, I think, for most of these people, except for Diva Talks. But like Diva Talks is the one paying, so they're just like here. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That feels right to me. El- yeah, uh, Elgar got in through nepotism. We know that. Right. Like, so honestly, speaking like, of- that's, that's kind of a fun thing to think about, because this is something we're going to have to start doing more and more as we get deeper into the series, is we're <laughs> going to have to, like, start ranking shit and making comparisons a lot more. True. So speaking, by the way, of nepotism, uh, <laughs> and and the weird version of it that Diva Tox yeah. has towards Elgar, uh, which is that she does employ him, but also tries to kill him on a regular basis. <laughs> um, she, I mean, like any other bas- boss, really. Right, true. Uh, Porto is like, yeah, it's ready. I did make you a giant robot. It was not that hard. However, um, it does have to get test-driven before we can use it for sure. Uh, and Diva Tox is like, oh, cool. I mean, who's going to be dumb enough to get in this thing if it might explode when it test drive it? And then she looks over at Elgar and is like, yeah, I do want to kill him. So <laughs> so they have Yeah, Elgar like on the one hand, he it. might kill the Rangers. On the other hand, he might explode. Yeah, let's go. Win-win. It's a win-win. Uh, so they, uh, Porto leads him mm-hmm. to the Terror Zord, which uh, is... It's in Sentai big- footage, so we get weird Elgar... Yeah, Japanese Elgar looks weird in a way I can't quite define. Uh, yeah, it's because we're never... used to the more detailed movie suit. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, that's really just what it comes down to is because this was a movie, the 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 turbo version of the character just has a more intricate suit, and so but, like, when we Porto sw- looks basically the same. It's yeah, well, because just... Porto wasn't in the movie. Oh, so it's just, wait, so it's literally the same. Okay. Huh. Wait, was Porto not in the movie? No, he wasn't. Huh. Okay. Remember, remember how we you. were? Remember how surprised we were when we got to the first like episode and we were like, "Wait, she suddenly just has another crew member from somewhere." Yeah, I guess that's true. Okay, fair. Hmm. I know it's hard to remember because that was like the first thing we did this year, and 2020 has been like a thousand years long. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, the Porter was not in the movie, right? But yeah, the Terrazord, by the way, is uh, it 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 has big horns, but otherwise it's kind of nondescript. It has a big one and two on its legs. Uh, it's fine, I guess. Um. But he gets in it, uh, and uh, Porto's like, okay, hold on, I do need to make some adjustments, and uh, Elgar's like, absolutely not, and takes off in his new Zord. Um, And then there's a very funny shot of a giant uh, cotter pin, which, if you don't know, is just like a thing to hold two pieces together, Mm -hmm. uh, just floats off towards uh, Porto, and he's like, well... That thing's gonna for sure fall into pieces. <laughs> um, we cut down to Angel Grove High. Uh, again, we've got some soccer uh, team members arguing over whether or not uh, Carlos did it on purpose. Um, this one kid in particular, I don't think he gets a name. Uh, he is basically like, "I'm he's out. A, he, I'm gonna he's, quit." He's so, a go dick. Yeah, he sucks. He's basically like. Carlos did it for on purpose and he for sure did it because he wanted to be captain and I'm definitely quitting because that guy sucks. Um, and Carlos comes down the, uh, down the stairs and, uh, here's the news for the first time that the Owen is probably out for the season. Uh, they say it's not broken, but he sprained it real bad. Um, this kid basically says, like, oh, don't act so disappointed. Like, you wanted this, you jerk. And Carlos sort of uh, fights against it, says, no, I, I didn't do it on purpose. 
Um, but at least one kid says he's quitting. Yeah, he says he's quitting because he doesn't feel safe if Carlos is the team captain. Right. Which that's that's horseshit. Like he's he's just trying to rub salt in the wound. <sighs> and as we actually as we find out at the end, we'll find out something at the end of the episode too as well, which explains some things. Uh yeah. So we cut over to the uh uh next day or or maybe I guess it could be the same day to the soccer field. Uh the coach is there and Balkan scholar there with some water bottles uh to deliver water. They are saying a bunch of incorrect sports uh and soccer jargon uh because for some reason they want to be hired as assistant coaches even though they are currently working as water delivery men because if there's one consistent bulk and skull trade it's they think they're good at everything right and like and like they do a bad job with this big old jug of water and spill water on the coach and on each other and and like i i i don't normally want to gloss over bulk and skull physical comedy cuz the stuff's usually very good but this one feels like extremely phoned in especially uh, Skull's actor just feels completely fucking checked out. Well, it's just, like, I don't mean to be... Listen, they sell it pretty well most of the time, but, like, usually I feel like they're given something that at least sort of makes sense. They're, like... I'm not saying you can't spill water on somebody, but it's one of those giant fucking water cooler bottles... And they somehow manage to get it on literally everybody and waste almost all of it. And it's like, how, I don't even understand how, like, you have to be doing this on purpose, basically. So it just doesn't look very good as a comedy bit. Yeah. Um, and it's the only time we get them in the episode, too, isn't it? Yeah, and then they're gone. <laughs> It's just like, oh, our contract says we have to be in all the episodes. Yeah, it's our, it's our contractually obligated... Uh, bulk and skull pratfall, just fucking get him in there. Yeah. Um, so Carlos is trying to play, but he's having flashbacks, uh, to, uh, Owen getting hurt and kind of freaking out about it a little bit. Um, yeah, like, I, I get this, like, not being able to concentrate because you think you might have hurt someone. Or you're not sure. I don't know. This this makes Carlos very sympathetic in my book. Yeah, I think it's a... I will say I'm making... I, I was kind of teasing about it, but it's not because it's not a real... Like, teenagers are very uncertain of themselves. And I feel like the idea that, oh, I might have done this. Uh, I might or, have hurt or my even, friend, yeah. Even not on purpose, but just like I think I hurt this person. Like no. that—that's a perfectly reasonable thing to be upset about. It's just it's Power Rangers, so like it—it feel feels sort of out of nowhere. <laughs> I can but, I can sympathize because I accidentally broke my friend's nose playing basketball once. Oof, that sucks. Yeah, yeah, I I know a couple people who hurt people in sports and and felt real bad about it in high school. It's it's a bummer. Um. Now that said, a coach comes over, notices he's not uh, uh, practicing, and he's not like super sympathetic, but he does say, "Like, listen, if you're gonna play sports, like accidents happen. You didn't do it on purpose. Don't worry about it." Um, he does say, "Like, hey, did you do it on purpose? Okay, no, then don't worry about it." 
Yeah, pretty much. Um, which I think is a little dismissive, but kind of mostly the right attitude. Um, we then cut over to uh, uh, Diva Talks, and now she's like, oh, he is uh, worried about this, and I can exploit it for my own gain. Oh, boy. Um, and, she says uh, something I, like, I, I love when the Rangers are having like personal crises. Or something like that. Like the most, um, like honest a villain has been of like, oh yeah, no, if the Rangers are have, doing bad, I want to fuck with them. Yeah. Yeah. Just straight up like, haha, you're having a bad day. I'm going to make it worse. Uh, they ask, um, or, or I think Elgar says like, hey, what are you going to do? Send down people to fight him. Um, no, and he says, send down Piranatrons, and then she's like, what? Are you, are you, is that, is, are you serious? That's ridiculous. I have a much rarer idea. And then she sends sending, down Piranatrons. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I noticed that too. She, she straight up says like, no, that's stupid to send Piranatrons. And then she does in fact send Piranatrons. Well, uh, well, here's, here's the thing. Here's her plan. And mm-hmm. I it's a good plan. love this. I love this. I love this. If the Power Rangers hadn't interfered, this would have been really traumatic. No, the way the fact that the Rangers interfere and in how is why I love it. Let, let me let me break this down. So she sends down three Piranatrons disguised as Owen and the two other shitty guys on the team to walk up to Carlos and be like, Carlos, you ruined my career. You're a real Re- really dick. quickly. Fuck you. I, I don't mean to interrupt but to mm-hmm. be to be clear because i think it is actually sort of important mm-hmm. we don't know these are piranatrons yeah. yet mm-hmm. we did not see this happen it it it, yeah. it just is owen and two other kids walk up to uh carlos and tell him that it's his fault and that like he'll never play soccer again well we, basically we, we clone to the fact that they're not the real characters right away partly because of what diva talks just said right and uh and and also just because of the way that they're performing uh, sure and what I love is they start this ruse, and they've got it going for about five seconds. Carlos is mm-hmm. about to fall for it. He's like, no, no, it's not true. Instantly, instantly, the rest of the Rangers show up morphed and are like, Carlos, get away from them. Those are Piranatrons in disguise. Yeah. Because within the five seconds that Tivatox sent them down, I have to assume Alpha 6 caught them on the radar. was like, oh, fuck, that's Piranatrons in disguise. Everybody get down there. And immediately, immediately the ruse is just destroyed. It's true. Alpha was really on top of the dispatch on this one. Like, it's, Honestly, it's- Alpha 6 is probably the best command center ally they've ever had, which I hate to say because he's really <laughs> annoying. But like he is more on the ball than anybody else they've had. It it, it is you're you're right though, Fabi. That like mm. if this had gone on, uh, this would be like if he p- punched this kid. I I which is sort of what they're trying to have mm-hmm. happen is they're trying to goad him. I feel like that would be one of those things that happens, and you don't like the show glosses over how traumatic that would mm-hmm. actually be for the character. <laughs> uh, this is my best but, friend. He's like attacking and provoking me. I think I may have hurt him. Yeah, yeah. it's it's but uh, instead the power range. Oh, by yeah. the way, they show up morphed, mm-hmm. which 
I know that the bad guys always know the secret identities of Rangers for some reason, like they never try to hide it. But it is funny that they just walk up to Carlos unmorphed and are like, Carlos, our friend, Carlos, <laughs> be careful. <laughs> yeah, what's great is, and like we'll 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 get to the 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 uh, Piranatron fight because I know Fabi's got some things to say, but. Throughout the entirety of this fight we're about to have, the other Rangers stay morphed. Carlos doesn't bother to morph. So anybody who walks up are just going to see four Power Rangers and Carlos mm-hmm. fighting these monsters. It's so funny because, you know, early in the show, we talked a lot about, like, what does morphing do in terms of, like, powers? And... A lot of times it feels like nothing because he seems to be able to fight just as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, they they turn into Piranatrons. A couple more of them show up. Uh, there's a really funny bit with the Piranatron that has the crutches and uh, and, and uh, uh, cast because he tries to charge at them and just falls down. And I like that. Uh, <laughs> There, but then, yeah, the fight's pretty cool. Um, specifically, so yeah, uh, Fabi, did you want to talk about the wrestling moves? Sure, I just wanted to like go through them real quick because this is a Ashley's Ashley's actor, like I said before, must must have had some experience with this. Uh, I don't know if like either a wrestler or did a little bit of training or knew some moves, but both Ashley Sue's actor. And the Piranatrons, the three Piranatrons she fights in the scene, knew how to do and receive these moves. So she starts with a corkscrew takedown of the first Piranatron. Then she moves to a head scissors takedown of the second one that turns into a cross arm bar. Uh, then just like before, before she can like either break the Piranatron's arm or the Piranatron tap, she like, just lets him go and goes for the third one, and she does like a side slam, and then she just elbow drops this guy. And I was like, yeah. oh, that's just, that's a wrestling sequence. It's a really it, good sequence. It's yeah. cool. It, it's very cool. I really liked it. Um, the, the, the fight is actually a pretty good Prontron fight overall. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it, it, but it does stand out when everyone else is just doing kicks and punches. And then to see, like, this does happen sometimes, but it just like, mm, I'm trying to think. I have a feeling that the yellow, yellow, um, I'm, I forgot his name. No, the yellow, um, Aquatar Ranger, whose name I believe is Tithus. Um, I think you're right. I, I think I am right. I'm never wrong about my kids. Uh, <laughs> did wrestling moves once or twice. I was going to say right. maybe maybe it's the same actor, but I think they definitely had a different body type. So. Uh, Fabi, but- I apologize for doubting you, but I did look it up. Titus is the mm-hmm. yellow one. Boom! <laughs> Eric, play my Aquatar music. That's very, very funny. Why would you, Mike, why would you even try? Like, come on. I, I had to know. I had to know if she got it. No, that's kinda, valid. Listen, call I me like on it. I kind of like to up. hear it if um, Eric put in, like, the first bit of the John Cena music right after Fabi went, yeah. <laughs> sort of like a celebra- celebratory thing. 
Um, wait, wait. What's that? What's that liquidy, watery sound? By God, it's Titus's theme. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they they finish off the pranatrons. Your tide then, is up. My time is now. <laughs> wouldn't it be my your my tide? Yeah, my tide is now. Got it. Yeah. Perfect. Is my it, titus. Uh, so it's a chain you can't gas. see me. S e a. See me. Science now. You for, I, I'm not gonna do the song which I remember all the lyrics to. Batman <laughs> is still a better song. Anyway, Batman is a better song, and I such I, a good. I song. brought up. Uh, I don't remember if I brought it up earlier. Video game championship wrestling. I think it did. Yeah, like the fact that they used that for Vegeta was great. This is very very good. Yeah, he had the Batman um, shirt. So uh, Carlos is like, "What were they doing here?" And TJ is like, "Divatox was trying to trick you." Uh, and to your own with your own guilt, and then Carlos is like, "Well, she doesn't have to trick me. I quit soccer." And I'm like, "No, that means she did trick you. Like that's <laughs> that was the thing." <laughs> we get this dramatic shot of Carlos walking away from a trash can that has his uniform in it, and he's like, "I am soccer player no more." <laughs> Deflated soccer ball uh, right next to the can. Yeah, uh, but yeah. So Ashley says, "Like that's not going to help you." Uh, you know, uh, get over your guilt, and he's like, whatever, and he walks away. Uh, and then we cut to Divatox, who's like, my plan almost worked. To which my question is, wait, it didn't what work. Then plan? what was your plan? Like, I thought that was basically what you wanted. <laughs> um, so poor Porto, uh, who. F- has been trying to. I didn't mention it, but he's been trying to get Divatox's attention. My favorite for like thing is that past- he's just been walking around carrying this giant nail, which yeah. we're led to assume is like without this nail, something bad will happen to the Megasaur. So he's just walking around carrying this oversized nail that's for a mech. And the idea of mechs having big nails you can just carry around is very funny to me. It is very funny. And he's just like, he's just like, hey, um, I, I really have to talk to you. Like, I, I know you're in the middle of something, but here's the thing. Um, this, uh, or, uh, Elgar took out off in the Megazord or the, the Terrorzord, uh, before I could, you know, put this in and this holds it together, uh, somehow. And, um, that's bad. And then Divatox is like, cool. Well, if it falls apart, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and with that, let's take a quick break and we will be right back. Hey everyone, Luke here to tell you about a new show called Eidolon Playtest. It's an actual play RPG podcast that's really two actual play RPG podcasts, releasing on alternating Mondays. I GM both campaigns, and the whole thing's been set up so we can playtest Eidolon, Become Your Best Self, a game written by me and totally reprise host Molly Rhinebeck. Give it a listen at AudioEntropy.com or head over to our Patreon at Patreon.com slash Playtest, where for a small fee, you can get early access to the game. It's awesome! Go listen to us!
so uh, we are back at school. Uh, Owen is dropping his books, uh, and Carlos walks up to help him out since he's got crushes. He uh, offers him to Owen, and Owen's like, cool, thanks, but I bet you're here to gloat at me. And Carlos tries to apologize. Again, we basically have the same uh, thing where he says, like, you did an illegal move. He's like, no, I didn't. I slide tackle. That's okay. As long as I didn't touch you, blah, blah, blah. And Owen basically says, like, well, then how did I get hurt? And again, knowing that at the end he's going to be like, it's because I tripped. <laughs> Makes this like very a very different scene. Yeah, going going through this episode the first time, it's like, man, this is some this is some character tension. It's some drama, and then knowing the ending and looking at the scene again, it's like, man, Owen's a dick. I, I, yeah, pretty much. I still um, stand by what I posted earlier and say that Owen is the best villain that this season has had. He he's certainly seems to be the most effective at uh, making one of the Rangers. Uh, kind of freak out <laughs> a yeah. little bit. Um, because, uh, speaking of freaking out a little bit, there's just a very funny Carlos goes outside and slaps a bush for some reason. <laughs> I guess to get his, his aggression out. It's just very funny. Um, and he is very upset. And then we get what I really like, but I, I saw your comment about it, uh, Mike, and we'll talk about it. Uh, yeah, we so will. Basi- Don't worry. Basically, um, he is outside. Uh, Carlos is outside. He's upset. Blue Centurion shows up randomly. Um, he is giving uh, some people parking tickets because that seems to be all he does, really. Which He's is giving very a parking funny. ticket for being parked too far from the curb. What? What jurisdiction does he have to... <laughs> I'm glad that I'm not the only one who wondered about that. He's just the Why cop. is he giving tickets, parking tickets, on behalf of the fucking local Earth municipality or whatever? What the I fuck is going on you, here? We never see them close up, but I guarantee you it's like in Galactic Basic, and it's like totally not applicable. Like, I don't think... I think that... Uh, Blue Centurion has just been giving out basically fake parking tickets since he's been on Earth. Like, I don't think he has any ability to do that. See, what you need to do is you need to go to, like, the the police planet and pay the tickets. And if you don't, you just get, like, a beam to your car and you get, like, a space boot. And you can't move your car because space cops suck. Boot. Yep, exactly. Your Honor, I don't believe that this officer's measuring stick is calibrated to Earth distances. Therefore, this ticket should not be relevant. His measuring stick looks like a stick he found, which is very funny to <laughs> me also. <laughs> um, And yeah, he's just like, all right, well, I'm going to have to write a ticket. And then he sees Carlos. And he runs over to Carlos and says, Carlos, you seemed trouble troubled how can i help you and carlos is like i always played soccer for fun with my friends we never even kept score but now i i heard a person playing uh soccer and everything's changed and what's what's amazing about this scene what's fucking amazing i love and hate it this this scene sets it up so that 
Blue Centurion, who's like, you know, he's kind of a sixth ranger. He's kind of a parental figure, I guess. Like, he's clearly an adult when all the rangers are teenagers. He walks up, he's like, Carlos, my friend, you seem down. And Carlos pours his heart out. He explains the thing that's been giving him trouble. He explains, you know, the crux of the episode. And Blue Centurion's just like, look, man, I only know police things. Yeah. (laughs) It's very funny. I don't know shit about any of this. I really can't help you here, dude. I'm sorry. (laughs) And he just walks away. Yeah. Yeah. He he literally goes like, this is not a legal matter. Goodbye. And (laughs) Carlos is like, okay, well, I guess I'll have to sort it out myself. Yeah. It's like, well, that was a waste of time. Thanks. (laughs) In Blue Centurion's credit, he's like... Good luck. I I hope you, you. He's he's supportive. He's just like I am a police robot. Like I cannot help you with this problem. <laughs> it's just very funny. But it's just it's so weird the way the scene is written because yes, like it feels like something that should be a joke of like the the setup of the scene is that he's going to have this heart to heart talk with Carlos and then the punchline is that he's like, man, I just know alien cop shit. I'm sorry. Later, like. But it's not delivered like a joke. It's played totally straight. I don't know if they thought it was funny. It's, that's a good point. <laughs> I think if if this was in Toku, and I think they did a bit of a different, slightly different take on it, I think it would have hit really well in like in, in Car Ranger. Yeah, I, I think in Car Ranger it would be more clear as a joke, since that was oh, yeah. a lot more of like a, 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 a comedic season. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, like, so is Turbo, but, like, Turbo, when Power Rangers want something to be a joke, it's obvious when it's on purpose. That's true. It's not obvious here is the thing. I I mean, I will say, I think it's very funny, so so at least (laughs) there's that. But, but yeah, I don't know if they knew that. Um, after that, Carlos walks off, and Blue Centurion is like, "Ah, finally, back to what my real passion: writing parking tickets." <laughs> um, and he goes over to write parking tickets. I, I know we've talked a lot about Blue Centurion and cops this season. It's just I can't help but be charmed at how much this robot loves writing parking tickets. It's just so <laughs> funny to me. <laughs> um. But yeah, he- like it's just that the Blue Centurion is goofy as hell, and like yeah. nothing's really gonna change that. He goes over to write another parking ticket, and speaking of being goofy as hell, he's like, "Oh, uh, I am detecting the uh, presence of a large metal object of enormous weight." And then he looks up, and a fucking Zord falls out of space, and he goes, "A moving violation." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's what I'm totally thinking of. <laughs> and I, for a second, because he's standing next to this car because he was going to write a uh, a ticket for it, I thought they were going to drop the sword right on this car, and that was probably going to make me lose my shit. Unfortunately, that's not what happened. It just that lands. would be too expensive. Uh, yeah, true. <laughs> um, it just lands in the middle of the street. And uh, he goes, that object is not from this planet, <laughs> which is very good. Uh, we cut to commercial, cut back. Uh, he, uh, Blue Centurion's like, you can't park that here, which again, perfect. I love again. This is like the second or third time where 
a villain does something like clearly evil or threatening and blue centurion's concern is not you have a giant murder robot it's that's not where this goes please relocate it to a better location (laughs) um so uh elgar is like all right i'm gonna um hey what's up i'm in a big robot i'm gonna smash everything um Oh, Blue here's Centurion. your problem right here. Blue Centurion set to misdemeanor when he's supposed to be on felony. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's they put him in a uh, in traffic mode, and he needs to be in like vice cop mode. Um, so he summons Robo Racer. Here's something that really disappointed me because I thought for a hot second that it was just going to be an Elgar v Blue Centurion robot fight, and the Rangers <laughs> weren't going to be involved at all. And we were just going to have a giant robot fight as a B-plot that had nothing to do with what Carlos was doing. <laughs> I thought that, too, because that's kind of how it's set up. Like, the Power Rangers plot is Carlos being upset about soccer, and then also there is an evil Zord. And I was really hoping they just wouldn't connect, because that would be very funny. Uh, but yeah, yeah I would have just loved to get an episode where there was, you know, a giant robot fight because it's Power Rangers, but the Rangers just weren't involved at all. It just happened incidentally, you know, mm-hmm. like we'd cut back to Carlos at soccer practice and they'd be like, man, did you guys hear about the robot fight? Well, that was crazy. Anyway. <laughs> so Robo Racer really gets his shit wrecked by Terrazord here. Um, he tries to use his like, uh, handcuff chain thing that he has and uh elgar is able to use i guess the terror has like super speed he dodges out of the way and uh grabs the um blue centurion's uh, reaction is hilarious (laughs) he grabs the chain and blue centurion uh freaks out which is very funny he it's like that's not supposed to happen yeah, yeah, it's very funny. He's like, that is not possible. <laughs> um, he gets knocked down, uh, calls for backup. Well, he, gets, um, he gets, like, wrapped in the chain, which yes, is great. Yes, he gets tied up. Uh, Alpha calls Carlos and the rest of the Rangers to the uh, command center. Uh, Blue Centurion is down, so they morph and head over into their Zords. Again, um, like Alpha Alpha Six calling them into action because he's the mm-hmm. most on the ball mentor they've ever had. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Dimitri is not in this episode. She yeah. yeah, she kind of stopped being in the show after a while. Which you would think that after the the Diva Talks actress switched and this lady went back to just being Demetria, you would think Demetria would show up after like more because she'd oh, be like more free. You. But- of little fate, you think they're gonna pay you? One, you think they were paying her for both roles before, and now that they're like, well, you know, she, we're not gonna pay her to come all the way over here. We can just imply she's in the background. We don't need to pay that actress. But they were already doing the Zordon thing with her, where it was just like stock footage of her in a tube. They just, she just yeah, has to read they, a line. But she, she still had to come into the studio. Now she doesn't, and they're like, ah, you know, I don't want to, I want to charge her. Yeah, yeah. So, so, um, at, at this point, uh, the other Rangers show up and they're like, okay, we're going to fight, uh, fight Elgar. 
um, and start a fight. Uh, and it's still not going super well for the Rangers. Um, Elgar's Zord seems to have a, a, well, actually, so first the Rangers are winning and they call out their gun, their big guns. That's usually their finishing move. Mm -hmm. Um, but then Elgar is able to, uh, uh, like again, he uses like this super speed to like disappear. Yeah, and he avoids it, and I'm immediately thinking, oh, well, somebody's dead. <laughs> right. Um, and then as soon as uh, uh, they find, they locate him, and then they go and they turn around and shoot at him, and he pulls a Robo Racer out from behind a building because he hit a giant robot behind a skyscraper, which is very funny, and uses him as a, a robot slash human shield uh, and uh, Blue Centurion takes the whole blast of the uh, Power Rangers finishing move, um, at which point Carlos shouts, oh, no, I heard another friend, which is, I mean, a little on the nose. But, yeah, I guess it's thematically tied. Sure. Um, <laughs> I guess. Divatox is like, oh, my gosh, Elgar is finally doing something good. Um and Porto is like, no, 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 you have to, you have to call him back. If he doesn't show, sh uh, come back, he's going to fall apart. Um, the Terrazord summons, uh, a giant axe. And this, so this is cool. Yes, we have had evil Zords before. <laughs> this straight up has its own finishing move, which I think is neat. Like it, it has like a lightning axe, uh, rush finishing move. Um, and really just jacks up, uh, the Power Rangers. Um, here's the thing the Blue Centurion's robot is down. Yes. The Rangers are also down. The Elgar Zord is standing on the Power Rangers' chest. Elgar is about to win. He's about to murder the shit out of these Rangers. And then fucking Chekhov's gun falls, like, goes <laughs> off. Yeah, they had one. It was over. The back yeah, he won. won, and then oh no, the pin that came out earlier, and Elgar like Elgar's robot's arm falls off, and it's like oh, uh oh, yeah, and it's it it's sort of so I know the Power Rangers is not like the most well written show in the world. In fact, it's pretty badly written most of the time. <laughs> but, and I also know that it's not always like trying to make a point. But I was sort of struck by like. What are what is like what is the lesson here cuz they fought together as a team and just lost and they only didn't die because the bad guys a moron I guess like what's the <laughs> basically <laughs> they, really... they won via incompetence on the other side Yeah it's it's just weird <laughs> uh but yeah as uh, I mean not Elgar's... everything needs to neatly tie together thematically but like, I mean, it's it's yeah. some kids show logic. Like we we set it up in in the beginning that like, oh this this robot's gonna go bad at some point. It's like well clearly it's gonna go bad at the last second. So that's how it works, and then it does. Yeah, his arm falls off. He there is a very funny shot of the Zord picking its own arm back up, and then of Elgar just flying off <laughs> into space, which they hold on for like a really long time. And I must laugh. go. My planet needs me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's got to go back to space. Um, 
so then we cut back up, up to the uh, the submarine, and Divatox is uh, screaming at Elgar and is like, "You you can't you never leave a fight. Uh, you could have killed the Rangers." And he's like, "Well, but my arm fell off." And <laughs> she's like, "I don't care if it exploded. You need to not leave and kill the Power Rangers. God damn it!" Uh, Elgar tries to blame Porto. Porto's like, "Nope, again, I have this giant." nail <laughs> that this was the issue um yeah it's just elgar and porto try to blame each other and then diva talks is like uh i hate you all i have a hair i have a tor- terrible headache the blooper for this scene is pretty good in the credits it oh, is good uh, oh, how's it go i didn't see it uh basically the elgar blames porto and porto's like yep it's my fault <laughs> Yeah, it's it's very funny for some reason. I I don't know why they chose to to do that, but yeah, just the good. delivery of it. It's, yeah, yeah. Um. So th- there there is something important in here though, which is that she tells uh Porto to make more Zords. Uh, so they're not dropping this. It's not a we'll one off. I don't know. I don't trust Power Rangers to say something and commit to it. Um, <laughs> so they say they're doing more swords. We'll see if that happens. Well, I will say that uh, at least the the synopsis for the next episode implies um, that there will be an evil sword still. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, but a couple episodes from now, Carlos, because of Vampire... So that's. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Actually, we have to see how how Count Carlos stacks up to Temacula. Temacula, yeah. One thing um, that I did want to mention was uh, in in all of this episode, really, because uh, Carlos spends most of this episode interacting with the soccer teammates, um, and all of the soccer teammates who get lines, both like the bully ones and like his friends. Maybe it maybe it's a me thing, but it really felt like it was Carlos talking to five pilot swaps of the same guy, like same <laughs> white guy, yeah. five different like slightly different character models. I was like, I can't keep these. It felt really jarring to be like, oh, here's this like Latinx guy, and here are. His the rest of his soccer team, five like white four guys. blonde white guys. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think Owen Owen has dark hair, and I want to say every other mm-hmm. guy is blonde. Was blonde, like yeah. all the rest of the team. There's they, one. They do- I was I was paying attention. There's one other darker skinned guy with dreads that only appears during one of the football montages and like high fives. Uh, High fives Carlos when he scores a goal. But it's mostly blonde dudes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, th- this is a fair point. Um, so we uh, cut uh, back to school um, and we see uh, Owen and his crony, the, the, the other shitty guy. Um, and uh, the coach walks by and says, like, are you guys coming? We could use your support at the game now that Carlos isn't playing. And he's like, uh, nope, Carlos quit. Uh, 
and um, he he's like, why? And then the coach basically is like, I think you need to go talk to him about it. I'm not going <laughs> to get in between this. Um, and then uh, he takes the other guy. Okay, the other guy's name is Yeah, Jeff. this is the point that I was going to bring up. The other guy who basically was saying that Carlos did the illegal move. Yeah. I think basically said it because he wanted to be able to have more playing time. Yeah, and and he he like gets really excited because he's like, oh wait, that means I can play now. Yeah, <laughs> which is like, yeah, this guy sucks. <laughs> um, Owen he leaves uh, with the coach. Owen walks over, or sorry, Carlos walks up to Owen, um, and he's like, hey, is there anything I can do to help? Uh, and Owen starts to walk away again, and then is like, I thought you wanted to be team captain. Why did you quit? And He's like, I've got reasons. And Owen's like, but the team will lose. And then he finally admits, yes, you did not hurt me. I tripped and I wanted to blame somebody else and not me because uh, I felt bad about hurting about basically I felt inadequate. <laughs> um, and Carlos is like, oh, what his the face he makes is is like. I can't tell if he's pissed or confused, <laughs> um, but Owen does apologize and and shakes his hand, um, and then uh, he Carlos signs his cast, uh, and they have made up uh, and are friends. I don't think they say if Carlos is gonna play soccer. Yeah, oh he yes, does. he does. He's yeah, like, oh, he's I gotta go get, get my uniform. uniform now. My bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so yeah, he's he is going to to play still, uh, and that's the end of the episode. Um, mm-hmm. It's pretty. It's a it's a fun episode. Like I said, I I kind of played up that I felt like it was a weird one because it is sort of a different kind of stakes than we've been getting mm-hmm. mostly recently. I, um, and I feel like last week we were complaining about, or the week before that we haven't had a Carlos episode that they're always like Justin episodes and Carlos is in the back. Uh, but this is a Carlos episode. Yeah. And I think, like I said, I think this is a decent thing, like problem for Carlos to have to deal with. And I think it was a pretty good spotlight episode for him. Um, yeah. It's not bad. I, I, Kind of enjoyed this one. Um, I go ahead. I'm torn because, like, what I like about Carlos is that he's like he's kind of the funny man of the group now, and he spends this entire episode being angry and mopey. He's like sulky. He's like pouty, yeah. pouty, grumpy. Yeah, yeah and that's it's true. Not, and like it's not like the character isn't allowed to have you know depth or dimensions or change from episode to episode it's just eh, you know it's, it's this isn't what i it's not what i turned to, to carlos for you know <laughs> it's like getting Fair a enough. sad rocky episode it doesn't work <laughs> it was definitely a different structure to the norm of a power rangers episode especially like a character centric one yeah and this is this is also uh power rangers has been getting better and better about at least I, not sticking the landing on the lessons, but not like really fucking them up. And this is just like, like Owen gets no comeuppance here. He he does yeah. like just a super just dick move, and like just nothing comes of it. Yeah, I had True. some high school flashbacks in this episode that just pissed me right off. Yeah, it. 
I will say that Power Rangers is a show about teenagers, and I feel like most of the time they don't really capture that very well. This is a teenager ass problem, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I will give it that. Yeah. Like this is your petty like think- uh, social fight type thing. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was to say we've had some really good weird Power Rangers episodes this season, and like the last two were very weird. Uh, and like interesting. I think this is just like it gets close to weird, but it's mostly like your average episode of key of like kids TV of like a problem. Yeah. It gets solved by the end. It's a kind of relatable problem if you squint a little bit. Uh, and then there's uh, the Power Rangers part, right? And there's robots, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, literal well, robots. Fair enough. Uh, so I've got some uh, some questions and comments this week, um, and if you have a question or comment, you can send it to us at Teens with Tude on uh, on Gmail. Teenagers with Attitude is our Facebook group. I'm sorry. Let me try. Let me try this whole thing again. I fucked up bad. Okay, it's Teens with Tude at gmail.com. At Teens with Toot on Twitter or Teenagers with Attitude is our Facebook group. There we go. I did it. Hey, Zach, I got a question. When was the last time you checked the email, though? I'm looking at it right now. Okay. I, I will email. say, Zach, yes? at least you remember that you have an email address. <laughs> well, I didn't for a while. I will be honest. Uh, if you want a question, the email is actually probably the best way to get me because uh, – it doesn't like it's hard to find old mm-hmm. tweets and Facebook posts because those formats are bad. Those platforms aren't good about like chronologically listing posts. So uh, if you want to shoot me an email, that's probably the best way. But uh, all three are fine. Um, so uh, Haley on uh, from email hey, uh, sends dear Zach. Or Mike, probably. Uh, <laughs> I'm. I have a correction. I must inform you that in the Robot Ranger, it is stated that the titular robots <laughs> were created by Zordon and Alpha Five, not Demetria and Alpha Six. It doesn't really change much, but I was a little disappointed to, uh, not to see discussion of that detail. I disagree with you, Haley. I think that's way weirder. <laughs> <laughs> to be completely honest. Yeah. Especially because, like, wh- wh- why? Wh- why? Right. So, why did so Zordon and means, Alpha come back to do this? Well, they didn't come back. That means they made them because, remember, so Zordon had to go home to Eltar for some reason. That means that yeah, while they came, he they was came back there, for the transfer and then just while they were in town, oh, by the way, let's make robot doubles of these kids. Right. That's the thing. He's like, okay, well, I am busy. I did have to leave Earth to go back to Eltar to help with my own planet's problems. I do have enough time to make robot duplicates <laughs> who can feel sadness, though. I got enough time for that. Who we like, can program <laughs> to not know they are robots. Right, exactly. It's so weird. I don't know why it's, I mean, that episode, again, we've t- we talked about it for a long time. It was already weird. That's a even stranger wrinkle for some reason. Like, I don't understand why. It does, 
It's it, Alpha and Zor- Alpha Five and Zordon making them does explain a little bit why they made robots that they could send to Eltar. Because I guess Zordon just doesn't know how to defend a planet without Power Rangers of some sort. But like, man, does, does Eltar just not have teenagers? Like, just not find any local kids? Yeah, we're like, these are working. I, just, just fucking copy these. Just like we can't get humans. Just, just, just approximate them. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but yeah, so thank you for that correction. I, I completely missed that the first time we were watching it. Um, but yeah, uh, moving on, our buddy Ton ha- uh, has a couple questions for us. Uh, is it ever ethical for a Power Ranger to beat up an ordinary human? How bad of a crime would a human have to do in order for the Rangers to interfere? Uh, so I, I feel like there are a lot of crimes that a human could do where the Rangers would need to step in. None of them are things Power Rangers the show mm-hmm. would, would would show us. Also, yeah. I, right. I think in most cases, like, there wouldn't be a need to beat them up. You, you're a superhero. You can, you, you can, if you really needed to, you could do just like a punch and that you'd be done. Right. Um, but also then that, that they'd be really close to cops at that point and more. I know we have a couple seasons of cops coming in front of us. Um, but yeah, that, that would be interesting and uncomfortable. I mean, we sort of got it with the power slash Rangers movie thing that they did. That's true. Yeah. That was kind of your your gritty reboot type thing that that's the i think that's the problem is that like you said mike if you if you if you think about power rangers as a real thing um then yes there there would be plenty of things that they would stop like i'm sure the power rangers would not like it if you murdered someone and they would stop you from doing that but, like, that's not what the show is trying to do. And once you have that happen, it, like, I feel like it screws with the tone of the show too bad, if that makes also, sense. Do like, the yeah, Power Rangers it, have well, non-lethal weapons? Or less than lethal, because there is no such thing as a non-lethal weapon. Do the Power Rangers have... I mean, they got punches. Uh, yeah, but those well, they got punches their own bodies, I guess. kill Piranatrons yeah. and Minions all the time. What's the consistency? That's true. What's the difference between a non-morphing grid powered person versus a minion, versus a putty or a piranatron? Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, been, that's been our debate from the start of yeah. the show. Uh, and speaking of debates that have been going on for a long time, I feel like what this all comes back to, and this is this is kind of a point that I feel like. 95% of like superhero media and fandom like kind of misses which is kind of shocking because people it's a point people have been making since at least the mid 80s like like this like it was the crux of watchmen basically is mm-hmm. the fact that like you take the traditional superhero concept and you put it in the real world everything immediately breaks down right yeah. it's, like it is I an mean, inherently fantastical concept and once you add realism something is going to break either things are going to get really grim or they're going to get really stupid something somewhere is going to give if you're interested in that um keep an eye on the strangers fiction feed yeah 
So I want to say. Uh, cool. Uh, but yeah, so I, I would say I, I do. It's one of the things I admire about like Toku and, um, and stuff like Sailor Moon, like, uh, a lot of anime that that are like shown in anime it is usually like demons or aliens or they don't they often don't like you said mike like superheroes you know it's a age old like nerdy thing to point out like batman knocks people out constantly he's giving everybody brain damage like it it's it's if you think about it too hard, it doesn't work. Yeah, and I as think a Power fantasy, Rangers, Batman is fun. In real life, Batman is fucking terrifying. Right, and I think Power Rangers sidesteps that mostly by just not doing it, <laughs> like just by yeah, by fighting monsters. It, and you can say like, oh yeah, it's a monster, and we're gonna get next season. There's a couple of episodes where like, what is a monster becomes the central crux in the next two upcoming seasons. And like, is it in the, is it ethical to kill a monster who doesn't want to fight back type thing? There you go. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think if they were going to do it and I, I want to say in Dino Charge, uh, this happens. I'm pretty sure it would be like someone, they would like stop a bank robber and they wouldn't beat him up. They would just stop him and, and like take the money mm-hmm. back. Like that would be the yeah. most they would do, I think. Like, to kind of bring um, it back to the, the, the fantasy versus realism thing a little bit, like, that's part of what makes uh, the fact that Divatox rubs a, like, robs a bank, uh, like, so jarring is because, and, like, how shocking it was when we saw the army for the first mm-hmm. time, and before that when we saw, like, police officers for the first time, is, like, Angel Grove has kind of always pre- been presented to us as this cartoon world where there wasn't really any sort of crime or even really any, like genuine evil in it until the aliens showed up. Like you had the high school bullies and that was as bad as it got, you know? Right. Yeah. It, it, it's why it's, it's, and we'll move on shortly, but it's why like, even though I don't think the comics are like super dark or anything, they do deal with things on a more real level and it comes across as darker because it's like, Oh, right. Like, if you're going to explore this on a deeper level, like you kind of can't without, making it a little darker yeah even well, just I mean, like it, well it's, it's because like the power rangers comics are on some level aimed at people who right. watched the show as a kid and are adults now and like right that is something you contend with is like power rangers the show is for babies like that's the line we keep using but like realistically speaking it's for like eight to ten year olds and the power rangers yeah. comics is for people in like their 20s and 30s who watched power rangers you know a decade and a half ago you know yeah uh, that to sort of pre- present that as well with, with the stuff that we've done with Transformers, a lot of the Transformers material now is definitely a lot darker than what it was, like even yeah. in the nineties. For I'm sure, and, I'm sure for really a lot of the same reasons. It's because yeah. it's like the fans have grown up, and yeah. Now they um, they they do still have some like um, the Cyberverse series. Um, is more geared towards kids. Um, so it doesn't have a lot of those more mature, not, not so much mature, but, you know, the more adults sort of targeted themes to it. Um, so, I mean, you can get, you can have your cake and eat it too, in a sort of sense where 
Yeah. You know, the, the, the show is geared to the kids and then you've got like the comics that are geared more to the adults, but there's nothing yeah. saying that they couldn't do a show more geared towards adults as well. Yeah. I, I think it's a concept that can support multiple, but both Transformers and Power Rangers that can support multiple takes on yeah. it. And, yeah. and so, yeah. So this is, this is, this is kind of my hot take with, uh, with a lot of this stuff. And this comes to Power Rangers and Transformers and even some of the other stuff we brought up, like we mentioned Batman. Uh, I'm fine with taking a kid's property and doing like, like a side story or a take on it where you make it, you know, for an adult. Like I'm not opposed to the existence of like, you know, your Dark Knights or or what have you. Mm-hmm. I feel like when you have a property for children, and children stops being the primary group you're making it for, you've screwed something up. Yeah, yeah I agree I with that. I'm not opposed to there being dark, gritty Batmans. My problem is that the dark, gritty Batman it's is like the replaced. primary Batman. Yeah, agreed. Like, you got to go to some side thing to get a Batman for children now. And it's like that. I, I, I feel like that's a mistake because he is a he is he is a, a man who dresses in an animal costume and punches bad guys. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like that is inherently a, silly. Yeah. Look at 66 Batman. Like, 66 yeah. Batman was incredibly corny. And yeah. for the longest time. Uh, from that the eighties on, yeah. yeah. But f- so from the sixties to the eighties, it was pretty much that. Yeah. Well, let's be real. So much of Grimdark, Grimdark Batman is is the fandom and DC Comics themselves and Warner Brothers being fucking terrified of the fact that there was a point in time where that was the most popular Batman thing. Right. Every yeah. like pretty much everything that Batman has been from like the eighties on has been a direct response to and counter argument. Against people, Batman sixty six, to people making fun of Bat uh, Shark repellent, basically. yeah, the fucking Batusi yeah. and whatever, like, yeah. like just like look. Sometimes we, we, you can't <laughs> get rid of a bomb. Yeah, they they look they look at Bat, they're they're saying this ain't show Daddy's Batman to what is at this point basically our great grandparents is Batman, you know. Right. All right, let's move on. Uh, be, that was good discussion, but I got one more and I want to do it, and it's. Uh, mm-hmm. Adam sends us, hello, this is not a Power Rangers question, but it is pertinent to typical discussion on the podcast. What are your favorite 2D and 3D Sonic games? <laughs> All right. Okay, so 3D Sonic's not going to surprise anybody. It's Sonic Adventure 2. Fun game. Uh, 2D Sonic might actually surprise folks. Uh, Sonic Rush. The Sonic Rush games are fun. I've like heard that they were pretty I, good. I've, I haven't gotten a chance to play Sonic Rush, but I've heard it's good. I mean, don't get it twisted. I love, 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 love the Genesis Sonics, but Sonic Rush is like that has a special place in my heart, and I think it's I think its direct sequel is highly underrated. Um, uh, I'm gonna give caveats that I'm not a Sonic fan, and I'm also not a platformer fan in general. Okay. Um, but 3D is, of course, Sonic Shuffle. That game's like critically underrated. I think that game is really bright and beautiful. The same people, if people, the reasons people like Mario Party 2, uh, and if you like Mario, if you're in the Mario Party scene, you know what I mean when I say the reasons people like Mario Party 2, they should like Sonic Shuffle. Aesthetic wise is very strong, and I think the game itself is fun enough to to play. It sadly isn't like a console that no one plays nowadays. Um, Sonic Shuffle and, is deeply uh, flawed, but I feel like they really could have had something if yeah. they'd gotten to make a second one. 
I think it's I think it's fine. It's not like unplayable or terrible. It's perfectly fine. And when I think of, talk about the aesthetic things, there is a beach level where one of the like mini game opponents is a yeti in a surfboard wearing swim trunks. Perfect. And like that's the type of like cool, interesting aesthetic the game has. Oh yeah, that I think is gets underappreciated. Yeah. I, honestly, I feel like I should explain that a little bit because, like, there's what's weird is that's not random. There is a logic to that because, like, the the game's whole thing is that like you're 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 taking it, the game takes place in a dream world and it's like people's dreams are being corrupted and like that first level is dreams of like tropical vacations, but encroaching on that is like this like endless winter. So like half the map is like a glacier and the other half is mm-hmm. a beach. And so a lot of the, like, enemies and shit you run into is, like, some super wintry thing combined with some super summery thing. And it's all deliberately incongruous. That's and cool. It's, it, yeah, it's, it's cool. It's interesting. I, I think it's interesting. Um, I'm not saying it's the best game or even, like, maybe probably wouldn't crack my 100 favorite games. But I think it's definitely my favorite 3D Sonic game. And the sir, it's often overlooked. And 2D, it's probably Sonic Spinball. Ooh, that's nice. a good probably one. Sonic Spinball. Nice. I, I remember spending a lot... I don't think I ever beat the first level, but I remember spending a lot of time as a kid. No, you know what? I lied. It's Mean Bean Machine. It's Mean Bean Machine. <laughs> mean Bean Machine. Mean Bean Machine. Uh, I remember a GameCube Sonic Collection where one of the secret games was Mean Bean Machine, and it was the game I ended up playing the most. Nice. Greg, you got a favorite Sonic game? Uh, I mean, unfortunately, I never played many of this. I I can't recall playing any of the 3D Sonic games, and it's probably horrible that I haven't. Um, 2D, I mean, the first Sonic I played as a kid anytime I went over to a friend's house that had a Genesis, so that was always fun. Um, I've sort of been reintroduced to something, and Mike, I'm not sure if you've heard of it, um, but it's called Sonic Roboblast 2 Kart. Yeah, I do know about Sonic Roboblast. The, the, it's a fan-made 3D Sonic game that that is incredibly elaborate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, the, a, it's, a, it's an elaborate Doom mod, but what, what Greg's yeah. talking about is Sonic Roboblast 2 Kart. Where yes. someone made a mod of that mod to make a kart racing game. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I, I got introduced to that, and I thought that was pretty cool. So Nice. What's even what's even better is that because it's a Doom mod, it's like sprite-based. Yes. And uh, someone made a mod of the mod of the mod, so you can play Sonic Roboblast 2 kart with 3D polygonal models. God, that's ridiculous. I love yeah. the Sonic fandom. They're crazy, and it's the best. <laughs> <laughs> My answers are boring. Sonic Mania. Uh, I definitely have a ton of, no- of nostalgia for Sonic 3 and Knuckles, specifically the, the two games together. Um, but I think Sonic Mania is probably the best 2D Sonic game. And I I mean, does Sonic Colors, is that a 2D or 3D game, Mike? Which one would you? Oh, which one? Is Sonic Colors a 2D or 3D it's, game? It's 3D. There, there are 2D bits, but it's the 3D game. Okay, then it's probably Sonic Colors. I like Sonic Adventure 2 a lot. It has a ton of nostalgia for me. I think Colors is a better game. Uh, but there you go. Those are mine. 
And if you have questions, uh, like I said, write them in to us at uh, teenswithtude at gmail.com, at teenswithtude on Twitter, or Teenagers with Attitude is our Facebook group. Uh, and with that, Fabi, is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, yeah, a couple things. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Fabi underscore Garza. And then the thing that I meant to talk, I will talk about Blazeful one more time. But even if you hate Blazeful, please hear me out for a second. Uh, there is a team in Blazeful called the Seattle Garages. And in the canon, there are also a music band. And you can listen to their music either on Spotify, Bandcamp, or, um, uh, it's on YouTube, and I believe all the proceeds go to charity. Uh, their music's really good. If I could please, like, tell you, try this out, like, listen to this album. I'm getting the name, because it's an excellent name. It's uh, their latest album, and they're kind of like an artist collective. Different people do different songs, but everything is very cohesive. And even if you don't understand a single lyric... Because it's talking about baseball. I was mentioning during break, it's like when Led Zeppelin was singing about hobbits. Right. Like, you need to understand it to, like, get that the music is good. <clears throat> so the album that I want to recommend, that I think it's really good. It might be my album of the year. It's really good uh, from to back. And also, the band has a lot of queer and trans people. Because I'm always getting asked, like, Fabi... What are some like trans musicians that I should be listening to? I think uh, the ones that are in this group are really good. Um, the album that I'm recommending is called Encore or An Incomplete and Contradictory Story of Jalen Hot Dog Fingers, Her Trials and Tribulations. <laughs> it's a really good fucking album. Uh, I was singing a bit in, well, I didn't think there was anyone else in, on the line. Uh, and Mike is like, did you just say, oh, cat boy? And I'm like, yeah, it's a song about a cat boy being incinerated. Listen, the song's good. Uh, it, also, the album mentions the wings in one song. So in that one song, actually, that I just mentioned. Uh, so that, that's always nice for me, but like, that album's really good. Mike, Town Mike Townsend knows what he has to do. Isn't that album? That always makes me cry. Hurt People is really good. Just check out that whole album. It's really good. There you go. Uh, Mike, is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Mike Loves Rabbit. And you can hear me here on Audio Entropy and on Patreon.com at Eidolon Playtest. Which is really, really good. Eee. Like, eee. it's I'm I'm super proud of it. Uh, like, just like yeah, it's just it's it's really good stuff. Uh, I I haven't been this excited about podcasting in a very long time. Like, I, I don't want to downplay <laughs> how much I enjoy doing this, but also no, like I get I mean, it. Been, it's fine. Been, listen, we've been, we've been doing this for five <laughs> years. It's just part of my life now. Whereas you know, like that's it's just it. I I, I fucking hang out with my friends and we talk about Power Rangers like that's just that is my routine it's part of your life you get threatened by Tommy Oliver yeah you have to look over your shoulder every day now yep that, that, is, that is just the, the fabric of everyday Mike's existence um, but Idol on Pop like I am genuinely fucking stoked and proud of what we do over there so please uh, if, 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 if you like what you've heard of me here please please check that out 
There you go. Uh, Greg, is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, well, as soon as we know when the next Transformers War for Cybertron season comes out, we'll be tweeting that out. That's uh, on Twitter at War and Beast. Uh, you can follow me at the real Gonmon, G-O-N-M-U-N. Uh, I wound up changing my Twitter after Kendall kept harassing me about the spelling of my last Twitter handle. So, <laughs> so I, cha- I decided to change that. Um, the other thing I'm going to bring up since I don't know exactly when this episode is going to be going up, uh, but we are, uh, as of recording, we are a little over two weeks away from Extra Life Day. And mm-hmm. we're still in the midst. This should be coming out next, this coming Friday. Okay. So, so yeah, it'll, ju- it'll still just be a little over two weeks when this episode comes out. Uh, we're still finalizing a schedule right now, uh, but yeah. we've got a few things already in the pipeline. I know myself, I'm hoping to stream either Among Us, Fall Guys, or Baldur's Gate 3, since I have that now. Or maybe I'll do all three of them, depending on how much time I have to fill. Um, Uh, We should at least say what time frame we're aiming for. We are looking to stream uh, from the evening of November the 6th, which is a Friday, uh, through to the morning of November the 8th, which is a Sunday. Yes. Mm -hmm. I will be, uh, as long as everything comes out all right, I should be, uh, like, clocking out, finishing, ending... Ending that, wrapping up, that's the word I was looking for, wrapping up the stream like I've done the last two years. This year, uh, me and Cassidy will be playing some Battle for the Grid against each other, nice. and then maybe some Fall Guys. Uh, I think uh, just by myself, because I'll be streaming on PS4, but some Battle for the Grid, and then maybe some Fall Guys. So that's going to be on Sunday. Cassidy is going to do maybe some trivia. On Friday, and uh, just check it out. It's going to be a lot of cool things. Yeah. You could follow Audio Entropy at Audio Entropy on Twitter if you for the uh, updates on the actual schedule, also. Yeah. And yeah, just keep an eye also on the Twitch channel. There you go. Yeah. And this year, it's, I mean, it, it, it's 2020. It, it's, it's been a heck of a year, and everybody has been going through their own trials. Um, I mean, I mean, pretty much all of us, I have to say it in some way, shape or form has gone through something. So trying to, to give a little bit back to folks who need it, especially children's hospitals where a lot of them haven't been able to do the normal fundraising that they would have been doing, uh, is, is certainly something that's important. I feel, Yeah, I know, especially with my own local hospital, uh, we, for the past 30 years, they would have a telethon every June and they weren't able to do it this year for the first time in 30 years. So it, it's really important, I think, to, to try and, and do what we can to help out in that regard. Yeah. Well said. If, if you can, uh, join us in and for a fun time and, and help out some people who, who need it. Um, all right. Uh, I don't really have anything to plug. Uh, uh, I think everything got covered. You can follow me at Chinchy McChilla on Twitter if you want. Uh, and for Teenagers with Attitude, I've been Zach. I've been Mike. I've been Fabby. I've been Greg. And may the power protect you always. I cannot believe we did that. Excellent job, everyone. Good work. <laughs> Didn't even need a sign up. Oh.